That's right, everybody. It's time for America's favorite sports show. It's that their sportscast with Jason Johnson and Jack Neal. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of That Their Sportscast. Uh, I'm your host, Jason Johnson. Currently on painkillers, so I'm a little <laughs> slow right now. Uh, along with Jack Neal. Good morning. Good morning, Jack. Yeah, we uh, we missed an episode because Jason just didn't want to talk about March Madness. I guess so. Yeah, yeah. He so decided, I decided to. <laughs> What'd you do, Jason? Well, I decided to fall through my roof. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, uh, drastic times call for drastic measures. You know. Yeah. I knew you'd be disappointed. If I just said, hey, I don't want to record today, so I just said, fuck it, I'm going to go up on the roof, that'll give me a good excuse, I'll just fall through it. Right, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and, uh, but yeah, no, broke my spine in four places, and uh, uh, I now pretty much think I have a broken rib over here, so, um, but yeah, it was interesting. You're the Drew Brees of this podcast. You damn skippy. I'll be throwing passes by the end of next week. Nice. <laughs> right on. As that long works. as I don't catch COVID, because that is the only thing that could, you know, add to what's been going on. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know. This is so random. This is more off my conversation, whatever. Um, I was watching yeah. something with Tom Segura. I think he was on Bobby Lee's podcast. He ended up, when he did his... Uh, dunk or whatever or tried to yeah he tripped yeah. And, yeah he ended up catching covid in the hospital <laughs> jesus yeah so that could have happened it wouldn't have been wouldn't have been good but um so speaking of march madness where are we at with that right now they're on the final four it's yeah. uh ucla versus gonzaga and then mm-hmm. houston versus baylor so i called it pretty much yeah <laughs> i actually got pretty close on that i, I know i had gonzaga bay and baylor in there i think i may have had houston i this past week i have not looked at anything sports related i have just been sleeping and and when i'm awake i'll play minecraft and listen to podcasts that's about it yeah yeah it's not uh i mean definitely some big shit's been happening um and we'll get to we'll get to most of it of memory but yeah i I didn't do a good job on researching it um i can kind of recap some of the um march madness stuff because i watched a couple games yeah you know it's a Again, I don't know if we really uh, talked about it on the last podcast that we did, but like these are always so fun because of the underdogs that can make it out. It's like you're not yeah. guaranteed. It's one, you know, one and go like that know, type deal. I know Arkansas made it to the Sweet <clears throat> Sixteen. I think I, they. I don't know if they made the Grade Eight. Uh, let me see real quick. But yeah, I was pretty amazed. I was like, hell yeah, Arkansas, go. Yeah, I think they did make it to the Elite Eight. Actually, yeah. yep. I think they did. Um, some really uh, kind of cooler stories that came out of it this year. Um, this one team, Oral Roberts, uh, yeah. they were a 15 seed. They beat Ohio State, who was the number two team. Yeah. And uh, ESPN put up, like, for their brackets that they do, their kind of a contest or whatever. Yeah. It was like – Something like 14 million brackets were busted instantly. It was like 100,000 wow. left that were in it. And then a lot of teams, um, I think this was like a big year this year for underdog teams winning, you know, constantly. Like I'm looking at it right now, like number seven 
Oregon beat number two Iowa. That's in the second round. Um, USC beat Kansas at uh, damn. USC number six, Kansas number three. So not that big of a difference, but USC yeah. eighty five to Kansas is fifty one. Damn. Yeah, I mean they just stomped them. Um, but as we went on, you know, UCLA is number eleven going up against Gonzaga. Um, so that's kind of you know they're still in the hunt, but you got. UCLA number eleven, Gonzaga number one, Houston's number two, Baylor's number one. I right. think through that very piss poor on me of trying to just call out teams. I think I said Houston would be in it. Yeah. At the end. Well, Houston's always one of those surprise teams that that uh, uh, kind of comes through in basketball. That's that's it's in. Um, I really do still think Baylor's going to win the whole damn thing. They could. I, I could see it being Gonzaga and uh, Baylor for sure. Yeah. Um, but UCLA, do they, do they're, they're just squeaking out these uh, games, it looks like. But they're beating – I mean, shit. They beat a number one seed of Michigan. They beat number two, Alabama. Yeah. Um, they beat ACU at number 14. Now, that was a funny one because the only thing I've accurately called on this podcast – UT bounced out first fucking yeah. game. Yeah. And it was a I think it was a buzzer beater or overtime. It was Yeah. It was just amazing. It's like how do y'all have this bad of a program? Like yeah. I know the coach quit now <laughs> and he uh got picked up by Marquette. Um which <clears throat> he's been there through all the times they've been bounced out. It's, it's yeah. that's always interesting to me. I guess college, you can pull it off more because there's so many colleges in the country. Yeah. Uh, but those are always interesting to me. It's like you have a literal shit record. Yeah. And yet you get picked up that quickly, you know? Right. Um, for instance, like Bill O'Brien, I think, is um, Alabama's, like, offensive coordinator. Yeah. He clearly had a terrible fucking pro record and then just instantly gets picked up by Alabama. Yeah. It's nuts. It's nuts when uh, – uh, teams will do that, or, or colleges will pick up people that quickly, um, especially like that successful of a program. And I know Marquette's like a, I think a pretty big basketball school over anything. So, right. I guess good luck to him. It really feels like good luck to them. Like hopefully they can do it. But anyway, the games will be tomorrow, um, four fourteen, and then seven thirty four. Really, guys, we couldn't just four fifteen and a seven thirty five yeah. game. <laughs> okay. Um, which that'll be fun. I mean, this uh, it'll it'll be fun to watch. I uh, I would like to see UCLA just the underdog. Like that's again, just repeating myself at this point. But that's always the fun thing about this shit. I'd like to see the underdogs win. Right. And it really is a way um, how the how the NCAA hasn't figured out to do this with their football programs. I mean, I don't understand why they won't do that as a playoff. Maybe yeah. knock back some regular season games end up doing it in this sort of way It'd be way more entertaining than just four teams in a playoff it's like that's not anything yeah yeah um so anyway that's that is it for march madness and we will probably never talk about ncaa shit until next year at march madness yeah <laughs> um opening day was yesterday for baseball yeah yep and there was already a huge uh like Sports Center, not top ten, 
moment that happened. Um, yeah. Let me pull up the story. It's, it's pretty funny. Um, it's something I did. I, I never played baseball. I never really uh, – it seems like such a simple, simple game. You know, just hit, yeah. run the bases, boom, you're done. Make sure you hit or touch a base as you run by it, everything like that. But the Dodgers, uh, who won the World Series last year, as many people know, they had a huge fuck-up yesterday that was really funny. I can't find the fucking story now, of course. Anyway, um, their main guy, like Justin Turner, he's he's the guy with the crazy red beard. and Yeah. 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 So I think the guy's name was Behringer. He cracks one out of the park, but it, it doesn't look like it. Like the, It looks like the um, outfielder called it. Yeah. So Turner has like a freak out. He run, he's all the way at second base. He runs back to first. He runs back to first yeah. while the other guy, Behringer, is crossing him. <laughs> so he's like, they don't know what's going on. Yeah. And like, as he's running, like Behringer's looking at him like, what the fuck are you doing? And then yeah. he goes and touches and then Behringer's out. <laughs> like they, yeah. A home run. They it cost him an hour, you know. Yeah. It was it was such a funny clip because it's like nine people looking around going, "What the fuck just happened? Yeah. Like, why would you do that? Why would you panic?" One of the obscure rules steps in, and and, and all because of panic. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah. But I remember doing that one time. Uh, uh, it was uh, I think middle school. I was like, I'm not cut out for this shit because we were playing baseball. We were, it was like our the baseball week in gym yeah. and uh, someone was clearly going to be out. So I just didn't walk off the base and, right. and I got tagged. I'm like, how did that happen? They're like, well, you have to attempt to run to the second base. I'm like, but why? He was out, but like, he wasn't going to make it. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, that's not, no, you idiot. <laughs> like, yeah. Go, go stand over there. <laughs> I didn't play that much. Oh man. I miss playing baseball back when I was a kid. That was fun. I used to, uh, you, as you're getting older and getting bigger, mm -hmm. you know, and you don't realize that you're gaining strength and all, you know, you're just, okay, I'm a little kid. And then you start jacking them, yeah. like, further and further out. And, like, yeah, oh, yeah, there's nothing like that, man. I just, it was way too much. I was never just a team sport guy. Like, yeah. even the things I was – Playing, I played basketball and I really did enjoy that. I just didn't enjoy any of our coaching staff up until uh, the head coach of the varsity. Coach Simon was awesome. He was a really cool guy. Yeah, short, like probably five foot tall, five foot wide. I mean, just a, yeah. <laughs> just a bowling ball of a man. But he was such a great guy. And uh, but yeah, we would have just these fucking just idiots of coaches and like. Yeah. One, co I mean, co if I ever see Coach Pierce out in public, I may hit him in the fucking mouth. Yeah, I mean, him on sights, huh? <laughs> dude, he's just like, it was like, look, I know I'm not great, man, but like to keep put, I'm already on yeah. the B team. Like, why the fuck you keep putting me down out of everyone? Like, this right. is the weirdest thing. He would do that with a couple people, and it's like, these guys aren't even that great. I, I yeah. don't know, like. Your your team's not even winning. Like, how am I worse than the team that's not winning? It right. was yeah, it was a nightmare. But then I was I was really, um, me and my oldest are very similar in this way of individual 
sports and accomplishments. Right. Uh, like I threw discus in track, and that to me was the funnest shit because you're still on a team, but you're mainly yeah. an individual. It's all about you and how well you throw. And, and in yeah. fact, I didn't even uh, – it was probably like three, four years into me throwing because I started in seventh grade. I quit, I think, in the 11th grade thanks to my wife because um, she was like, yeah, we can sleep together. I was like, this is better. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I think I was like four years in before I even realized, like, oh, you you gain points the whole time if yeah. you place. Like, I didn't even realize your team was winning in that way. But – and then skating, you know, that's that was always my shit. Yeah. But uh, going back to it, baseball, I I don't know if it's – the whole entire country does this or mainly in Beaumont is kind of like a pretty heavy baseball town in the way of like, it just seemed like if you played baseball, you played all year, you played fall ball, you played spring, you played summer. It's, I I was like, that's just too much. And then I don't know. You may have an opinion on this. I think baseball players are probably the most arrogant pieces of shit. Yeah. Out of every oh, yeah. sport. It, and it, it's mind-boggling because it's like you're the least fucking athletic out and of all of us. It's it's funny because it, 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 like when you're little kids, little league, shit like that, it's not that bad. You might have one or two of those kids on the team, you know. But, yeah, somehow you, when you get up into like high school baseball, yeah, they just become these arrogant assholes and it, it never fails I've, I've never seen it not happen yeah with a baseball player in high school but you know i they say it takes that kind of cockiness that arrogance to be good at baseball it's it to be good enough that you're going to go on and maybe play for the minors and then go to the majors and all that you have to have that attitude it just blows me away because the the ones that were more successful in our high school yeah. were nice guys. Right. And the ones that weren't probably going to make it out of college, yeah. they were all just fucking dicks. It's like, I don't understand mm-hmm. this mentality. And again, yep. you're the least physical out of all the sports, pretty much. Right. I, 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 and I'll take that back. Discus is pretty pretty non-physical i mean there's a technique to it but i was doing okay and i'm still pretty much built the same way no muscle anything like that so um yeah it just always it's always funny when you meet an asshole (laughs) and you get to talking to them for a second and then they reveal they played baseball and you go oh yep yep yep, could have nailed that yeah got it that makes a lot of sense um but as far as baseball goes man it's gonna i guess they're gonna play a full season i'm a yeah, I would said this about basketball though, and I love basketball. Right. So I don't know if I'll be watching a whole lot of games, but yeah. I'll tune in from time to time. Oh yeah, yeah, I'll keep up with it, you mm-hmm. know, because it's I, you know I'll keep up with the Braves, and we'll go from there. Um, but yeah, yeah, 162 games, man. That's just that's a lot of goddamn games to keep up with. I know I couldn't watch it all. There's no way. I, I could watch 162 games. That'd annoy the fuck out of me. Yeah, there's that guy, what's his name, John Boy, I think, on um, mm-hmm. YouTube. They do all these, like, breakdowns and the lip reading and stuff. Those are they're, yeah. they're very fun videos to watch. Mm-hmm. But I remember hearing an interview with him. He said that they started their podcast by watching every Yankee game and covering it. And I'm like, yeah. that 
that's a job. That is a job. Like I, that, I right. can't believe people actually do that shit. Yeah, I don't know. I um, I uh, I don't know. It's too long for me. I I just can't do it. But I do love keeping up with the statistics. The statistics are so fun to me. Of course, they say you know that's the big saying. Baseball's a game of statistics, and right. I guess I'm a numbers guy. Yeah, you know. Um. Also, they give you the best bloopers. Like they really do, man. Because yeah. you get nine people on a field, there's going to be some shit that happens. It's just funny as fuck. Yeah. Because they're going to run into each other. They're going to, you know, somebody's going to call it, and somebody's not going to hear it. And yeah, it's going to be that. And also, they they probably to me have the best fan interactions that come off. You know. Yes. That, go like go viral and stuff for sure like the one of my favorites is i think it was aaron judge for the yankees just literally warmed up with a fan throwing the ball back and forth with him it's like that's such a cool thing you don't ever see a football player right you know being able to talk to a fan or basketball sometimes you'll get some pretty good basketball ones but typically like the basketball ones are interesting because they end up fucking chirping at each other to damn near fight. I mean, Jesus Christ, yeah. the mouse in the palace, they literally did fight each yeah. other. Yeah. Those, those are always interesting, for sure. Is sign a, uh, I've seen a couple of guys sign jerseys and stuff, yeah, and throw them up in the stands and, mm-hmm. and things like that. That's for bas- basketball, but... Yeah, baseball was always fun because if you could, you go down and you you get above the dugout. I mean, you could get autographs on balls, you could get autographs on cars. Now, most of them, and I and I and I actually really appreciate this. If you are an adult and you're out there, hey, sign this, sign this, they'll look at you and be like, "Fuck off," right? Because they know what you are. You're you're somebody trying to get shit signed so that you can you can go sell it. But mm-hmm. man, kids, they'll they'll sign shit for kids all day long. And it, it's really neat. It, it, it's one of those rare things where you actually can go out and meet your heroes, you know? Yeah. But, it, it's funny to me, too, because baseball, again, I have very, very little interest in it. Funnest thing to see live. Yeah. Hockey is hockey is the best game to see live. Like, yeah. period. You're never going to debate me on that. It's just it's such a different yeah. thing when you go see it live compared to on TV um, and baseball similarly. And then the opposite, dude, basketball live is fun until that last five minutes where it's timeout for timeout, foul for foul. Right. That gets annoying. Strangely enough, the, the funnest thing to watch on TV, NFL, yeah. the most boring fucking game live, live ever. I know. And I was just fixing to say, I can, you can take me to a pro basketball game, <clears throat> baseball, I'll love it. I hate going to an NFL game live. Yeah. It's I mean, don't get brutal. me wrong. Someone sends me Dallas tickets, I'm gonna go. But I'm but I uh I almost would rather just sit there and watch it on TV because you know it, it gets broken up. You've usually got a really good color commentator there that's gonna be able to tell you what's going on right. and why things are what they are. Um it, and uh I, I, Dylan, he's hilarious. I like to watch it with him because I'll be sitting there. I'll see the flag get thrown on the field, and I'll be like, holding, 71. And then they'll come out, and they'll be like, holding, number 71. And Dylan's just like, have you ever thought about coaching football or anything? <laughs> I'm like, no, I just kind of uh, – you, you get a feel for it after, you know, after a little while. Right. 
And he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I've only been to two, and they were Texans games. They were very fun. One was yeah. a playoff game where we beat Cincinnati. That was that was great. Yeah. But we were in the end zone, maybe five rows. Yeah. I think, wow, that's a that's a great place to sit. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It, yeah. it literally, if it's not ten yards from your goal line, yeah. you're sitting at. Yeah. You can't. You don't. You're seeing nothing. I mean, it's it's yeah. terrible. Really. It is amazing to be that close to see these guys do what they do. Mm -hmm. Like, um, what was his name? It was something Manning, but he was a he was a defensive player. On, um, he was one of the kind of like forgotten defensive players mm -hmm. um, on the Texans. But like when they had that monster defense, but yeah. he ran. He was running back and forth on the goal line before kickoff, trying to get everyone pumped up. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We're like, oh, okay. They kicked the ball off. This motherfucker's still running back and forth, back and forth. And, like, finally, <laughs> like, the crowd's like, the ball. Dude, this guy just turns. Oh, there it is. And then just goes places and then takes off. It's like, yeah, that's amazing, you know? Yeah. Got to see – um, got to go see Arian Foster live. Got to see him do, like, a 70-yard break. And then that was, yeah. like, literally first five minutes. And if you would have told me that would have been the only exciting thing of the day, I'd have been like, oh, well, let's not even bother going. But it was. Right. It was literally like, all right, let's go. And the thing that bugs me is the fucking TV timeouts. Yeah. When the momentum is – I couldn't imagine being a player. That would that would yeah. drive me fucking crazy. You have this momentum of a drive, and then yeah. <laughs> you got to see with the new Ford coming out. Like, fuck that. What yeah. the hell? Yeah. But, I, I, like I said, it's just one of those things where – yeah, it's it. I'd just much rather, you know. And of course, you have a lot of people though that take like little uh, transistor radios or whatever with them, and they'll <laughs> listen to the game while they're in the stadium watching it. Yeah, and that way they get their their you know commentators and stuff like that. But still, I don't know. Just something about kicking back in my chair and watching some football. You, know? you also don't. It's funny that the radio thing. But the only thing that ever comes to mind with that is um, the guy that the guy at the Cubs game that broke oh, the. Oh, Harry Carey. No, no, oh, no, no. You're talking about the 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 fan that caught the ball. Oh, fuck. But the yeah. the image of him sitting there. Not only does he look kind of nerdy, yeah. but he had that yellow headphones yeah. on, and he just looked. He kind of looked special, to be honest. And you're yeah. like, oh, I can't do that. Like, that's not going to work for me. But I can see why people would do it. Don't get me wrong. Um, that poor bastard. That's a, that's a great 30 for 30 of, like, yeah. them trying to hunt him down. Like, he literally, like, disappeared, like, off the map. Yeah. Um, We were talking about defensive players a moment ago. Uh, Dallas, man. I'm, I am very happy. With what they're doing, uh, it seems like they they realized, hey, last year, COVID year, Dak broke his ankle, but we have the the offense taken care of. We're going to stick with that for this year. Uh, and but they have been going and getting defensive players like crazy. Dan Quinn's going nuts grabbing grabbing defensive players, which I don't have my phone here with me, so I can't tell you who all they grabbed. But they did grab a lot. And it seems like uh, Quinn's going to come in. He's going to uh, simplify the defense and uh, and make it to where uh, 
it's not as uh, god damn it go back to the way things were two years ago and just get better players that's what you need to do which it's looking like that's what they're doing right so i'm happy so uh it could it, 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 this could have been a nightmare off season where they just said fuck it we're going to retool the whole goddamn team and jerry's just sitting there firing off his six shooters going fuck yeah get rid of him yeah let's get rid of him let's go get this new guy you know and it, but now he's they're being smart about it it is so. it's very smart to not just do yeah. a knee-jerk reaction to a crazy season yeah. that happened yeah i mean it was nutty i, I guarantee you though what saved all that is the division was so bad yeah like it, it, yeah there wasn't there weren't one or two teams that were just a clear mm-hmm. runaway team like it was all y'all were all still in the yeah. in the hunt I, all I, the way I wonder the yeah, yeah I really do wonder if that would have would have definitely been like oh we yeah. fucked up we gotta retool this entire operation yeah. yeah well I mean shit since we're in the NFL fucking I don't know what I mean Texans are doing some moves I know you were telling me about like kind of a stupid move to not get a, a couple of trades but this is Sean Watson's story. I I have not done unreal. I have not read a whole lot about it. Now I will say, let's throw the theory out the window that this was a front office job of them trying to take down yeah. their their dude. I yeah. don't, you know, that was kind of a conspiracy theory we were possibly looking oh, at. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I think everyone's going to throw that around, but do I think that's what really? No. Well, because yeah. at the time it was two women or four right. when we initially talked about it yeah it's up to like 20 yeah it's up to 20 of them yeah and they're just they're releasing messages and everything like that and it's just like what the fuck guy like are you the bill cosby of nfl like what happened here yeah i don't know what the fuck happened here but yeah it's gotten worse and worse and worse and uh you know talk about just Bad timing, bad luck, bad whatever for for the Houston Texans organization. Yeah, because I mean, there was a a moment in time there at the very beginning of this when he first said, "Hey, I want to be traded," that they could have gotten the world for him. Yeah, and this would not be their problem. Uh, it would be whoever got him, which I think should have been Miami. I think they should have traded for Tua, a wide receiver, and get their number three pick back. But, you know, hey, that is what it is. Uh, and now, though, you know, fuck. If I was his agent, I would literally just look at him and be like, hey, take this fucking season off. Yeah. Go handle your business. Stay out of the fucking news. And and do this. And now, I'm not getting a lot of notifications on this, and I found out that the reason is is uh, the news organizations are uh, keeping their mouths kind of shut about this until things have kind of gone through and we do know what's going on because um, he's still denying everything. And I don't, I'm, you know, this is all allegedly he did this to these women. It's in, in um, it, but it just, I will say this much. I'll go as far as to say, uh, man, it's an awful lot of them for it to be just, you know, it, it, you get one, maybe two, and you're like, I don't know, you know, let's see how this goes. Right. You start getting up into 20 women, yeah, it, it's a fucking major problem, man. It's a, There's something wrong with this guy in his fucking head. Yeah, you know? I don't want to immediately jump to 
he's he's guilty. Yeah. It's very hard not to though. I mean, yeah. You can't have that many women come out and the, and, uh, and I now guess... I will and this may be a, a shitty take. I will say I guarantee you there are a couple opportunists that are like oh, oh i'm sure oh yeah. i yeah. i massaged them one time and yeah. oh now that i think about it because there's you know, always going to be some you know one or two in there that are going to be that but there, but usually those get weeded out pretty pretty well i know in the cosby case i think there were i i want to say there were one or two that the the prosecutors said no we'll never take this to court because it's pretty obvious they're just trying to jump in on the train. Right. Yeah, you know, they, they have ways of figuring that out. Now, this is the one thing I will say in for Deshaun is that so far, uh, these are all civil suits. Yeah. It's all about money. Um, there have been no criminal charges dropped yet. Yet. Right. Now, th- that's going to be up to the prosecutor and the different... Uh, jurisdictions where this this occurred um so i it, it's it'll be real interesting to see where this goes well and what will be crazy is if he even like just makes it through it all i mean yeah. like yeah i don't see how you well i mean look there was the ben roethlisberger thing yeah that people seem to forget but that's one woman yeah. now like i think there were there was definitely rumors of him like going to what college bars and yeah and yeah it's it, it was rumored that that was not the first time that it happened and he yeah. was you know he shit had a really successful season last year and still in the NFL yeah um but I re- I I saw just a quick blurb that said basically like for one there's no way after the NFL's done doing their investigation that they will even let him. Like, there's no way he's going to play a full season. Yeah. After the NFL right. throws down their their suspensions and punishments, and it's it's really all based off of the way they handled the Ray Rice incident. Right. And that was physically on tape. Like, yeah. this. I mean, this not rumors, but you know, this is a lot of alleged shit. Yeah. And they're st- they're going to throw they're the gonna, fucking book. Well, at that is the one one thing about the NFL is is they're not going to just depend on. Uh, his lawyers and their lawyers and and all that to tell the story. The NFL is very good, you know. After taking a few black eyes, you know, people we they they've had their problems. Yeah, where they've let shit go in the past that they shouldn't have. Uh, but they are very good now about doing independent investigations themselves and and getting this shit sorted out. Um, it's going to get so ugly though yeah. for him. I. I it's kind of like what I wish, you know, we have the Me Too movement, and we've got a lot of good things come out of that as mm-hmm. far as, you know, we we listen to women now, and, of course, you know, we here at this podcast definitely support that. Yeah. Uh, you know, we all have, you know, wives and mothers and, and, and sisters and whatnot, you know, and, and it's very important that we bring light to this subject. But I've always wanted to see the... Directors Guild, the Screen Actors Guild, the Writers Guild come together uh, and create a system to where these actors and actresses can go to uh, them, put in a complaint, and they will develop an independent body 
that investigates these claims along with whatever the police are doing. That is what the NFL does. Yeah. I think it's a damn good model for um, for a way an organization can react to things and, and, and really affect some change. Yeah. You know, so, um, uh, but I, again, you know, there's a lot of investigation going to happen in this. It'll, the NFL will investigate his lawyers, their lawyers. Uh, I'm sure that the authorities are looking into all of this because of possible criminal allegations, you know. So I, I we'll see how it develops. But man alive, what a fucking mess for the Texans. It's just daily. Yeah. Daily it's it's yeah. one and I've three, heard four. I've heard you making shed some light on this. I I don't know. I've just, just just listening to various conversations and stuff. But I have heard there are players that are actually coming out and saying, yeah, you know, we knew this guy had a problem. Um, All I saw was headlines of players coming out and commenting. I didn't, yeah. I didn't really dive into it. Because, um, again, man, we've, we talked about this motherfucker forever up until this point right. about just his – about the childish behavior. He's handling right. the situation and the way that the Texans are handling it. So it's like my mind with him is just kind of – honestly, I've just written this – fucker off he's not going to be with the team yeah and now that it's this it's like i don't really want this dude on the team i mean it's it's he doesn't even want to be there it's not hard to say i don't want this person right you know leading the team and again shit man they picked up tyrod taylor it's like that's a good pick. I mean, yeah. that really is a good yeah. – if he can stay healthy. I I think I was telling you a few days ago, to me, he's a, he's a Fitzpatrick. Yeah. He's a guy that can come in, hold your team together, win you some games. Um, and, and maybe, yeah, like you just said, he's going to get to the Texans, and this will be that place where his body finally holds together and he just starts to shine. I really hope so. And he does a great job, I think, at – leading like i saw the um i saw when hard knocks covered cleveland when he was with cleveland he was over baker mayfield yeah and it was i think baker had just gotten drafted but you could tell the way he carried himself and the way he handled himself while he doesn't have like huge success behind him it's mainly he has huge injury problems yeah he still has that confidence and still has that kind of demeanor of like I'm going to lead by example. Yeah. And it, it, of course it's the, it, it, it's very cliche, but he is, I guess the guy that's the first one in last one to leave all that stuff. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be kind of refreshing. I don't, to be honest, because I don't know if the Texans have ever had a quarterback like that. Like Deshaun is great, but I don't see him as a leader for the Texans. It's always no. been J.J. Watt. It was Arian Foster. It was, uh, oh, God, Andre Johnson. You know, it yeah. was always someone who wasn't a quarterback that seemed to be kind of the voice of the team. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. And I don't know if he'll even be a voice for the team, but it, it, it will be nice to see. Uh, it's just like a little bit of like, hope to me i i see it as a good thing i've seen some people be like this was the stupidest fucking thing they could have done it's like not really man i mean yeah. they were they're having trouble it's a great like and you're starting to see this now one year pickup deals uh, a lot of teams are doing them. oh yeah yeah dallas most of those those defensive players that they picked up for this coming season 
were one year deals. Yeah. And so, <clears throat> uh, excuse me. I, um, but yeah, um, JJ Watt, I got to thinking about that the other day. Honestly, as long as he's been in the league and as old as he is, the JJ Watt thing, it, he's one of those players where I think it was going to be hard no matter when he left for Texans fans to let him go. Oh, yeah. It yeah. was always going to be a stupid decision to let J.J. Watt go. But but honestly, I think maybe some new blood, someone who hasn't been there 10 years, someone who isn't, you know, somewhat broken compared to, uh, you know, uh, other people. Right. Uh, maybe some new blood you can bring in. Maybe, maybe a good decision. He he went on his, his own way. Again, man, I as I said – very er, er, you know early in the podcast and stuff like it was very clear this wasn't going to be too much longer for him yeah again that dude deserves just a fucking viking funeral on the way yeah. out it's like I, I wish he would retire as a texan um hopefully he does hopefully he, he does that. will hopefully he'll, he does that one day yeah he'll deal. do a one day contract and come back and retire to i i i really doubt unless now, if he goes to the Cardinals and they win a fucking Super Bowl, he might retire Cardinal, you know, at that point, because they're the ones that got in the ring. But but more than likely, he's going to come back and retire a Texan. Um, What's crazy, did you see A.J., they picked up A.J. Green on a one-year deal? Yeah. The Cardinals? Yeah. It's like, God, they're really putting together. Now, it, it, yeah. the interesting thing about A.J. Green is it's like, is he old? Is he too old? Yeah. You know, is he yeah. is he broken by this point? Like, what's he gonna do? But I don't know. That dude's been pretty successful on a shit fucking team. Yeah, his whole career. So yeah. it'll be interesting to see. I um, uh, I don't know. I I remember looking back on it. Uh, you know, talking about the J.J. Watt thing when Troy Aikman retired. Mm-hmm. And here I am. This guy has played forever. He's had seven concussions. The triplets have been broken up. It's it's done. Right. You know, and I still remember the day he announced his retirement. I was like, man, how in the hell do you get rid of Aikman? There's the anchor for our team. Holy shit. What are they thinking? Yeah. You know, and it's like, Jason, he's fucking old and he's had seven concussions. He probably wants to be able to eat dinner with a fork and spoon <laughs> yeah, exactly. and not his hands, yeah. you know, the rest of his life. Uh, you know? Yeah, he's not a fan of soup daily. Right. Three times a yeah. day. You know, when he uh, when J.J. Watt got injured that first time and then, you know, the second time, you know, it was very much like we have we saw what the Texans were without him. That's why, to yeah. me, it's not – I haven't seen a whole lot of I, – I didn't see a whole lot of people really whining or complaining. Of course you had some. But it's, it's, uh, it's like, guys, you've seen what the Texans are without him. I don't know how you're not reserved to this – idea yeah and as well as like you said it's like players get old i mean they gotta retire at a certain yeah. point they, they gotta, gotta go, go on yeah or it you know sucks. go to a different team it's okay and sometimes sometimes it really sucks when you you watch one go a little too far with i remember when montana went to kansas city and and yeah you know he he had another year or two left in him but man he Come on, dude. You know, re- retire on top. Right. Out of San Francisco. Be a 49er for your whole career, you know. But, you know, that goes to that thing of these guys, and, and I understand it. 
they, they, it's that whole one more, just one more seat. I got to know I got one more in me, you know, and they just can't give it up. And well, the other I understand thing, that. Oh, yeah, you, you want that yeah. to be on your team. Like, yeah, you don't want a football player going, I don't know, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, that's, yeah. that's not the best quote ever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I know, uh, you know, that whole scene in Little Nicky with Dan Marino. Just oh, one yeah. more. Come on, man. He's like, you're too nice, Dan. I can't make a deal with you, you know. He's, <laughs> I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah. And so, yeah, you, that was great. But that's one there that that's a heartbreaker of a fucking career right there. Dan Marino? Yeah. yeah. That is somebody that if the fucking Dolphins had ever built a team around him, they would have probably had a dynasty right. in Miami. But um, it, him, just like another one, Barry Sanders. If Barry Sanders, if they had, if Detroit had ever built a fucking team around him, they would have, they would have dominated. Yeah. But it's just sad to watch these teams. I think it happened a lot back in those days because of salaries. They were given huge numbers. We'll get one star and have huge numbers around that guy, and then, you know, that's all we can afford. Yeah. You know, but but now, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 you know, you're talking about these one-year deals. I'm wondering if Tampa Bay isn't didn't show the NFL, hey, you can go out and just buy a championship for a year or two. Right. You know? Which, of course, it's already out there. They're going to be in the fucking Super Bowl again next year. They re-signed literally yeah. their whole team. Yeah. The whole entire team came back. It's something yeah. like it hadn't happened since like 78 or something like that. Yeah. But, yeah, that's exactly what I was just about to bring up. Like, yeah. those guys. And, and I, I, it's cool. It's kind of forming two things I had to say. It's, I, I'm, it's cool to see another guy go to a different team and have success, but you also like I really do like to see the guy go in on one team and stay. You know, like Aaron yeah. Rodgers, like yeah. I, it, what happened to that? You know, like it, yeah. it's kind of a mixed feeling. But, you know, if they don't have success, well then what do you do? Right. Like I'm sure people I'm sure Jacksonville was fucking crazy upset when Leonard Fournette left, but it's like yeah. can you blame the guy? I mean, you Jacksonville act, like actively tanks every season. It's yeah, uh, you can't blame a motherfucker for be a trying team. to get a ring. That's going to be a team I really want to want to want to see how they do. Who Jacksonville? Uh, yeah, changing coaches and and bringing in new you know fresh blood and all that jazz. Yeah, uh, apparently they're shopping Gardner Minshew around to you know. Which I think he'd be a great backup somewhere. I was um, about to say he ain't gonna start him any. It might He's, be a, he might be in it. He may he could end up being an Andy Dalton where he has a really good season backing someone up, and then he gets a deal that next year, you know. And they say, okay, let's see how he does. Um, I just really liked him at the start of things. He was going. I, I want to see great good things for him. He's kind of a you know like everyone loves Fitzpatrick and and he's kind of one of those guys too. He's a lot of fun off the field, you know. He's a WWE you want to character. See good things go for him, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's completely like there's some of those guys that are so good at marketing themselves oh, yeah. on and off the field. That for fucking sure. stupid mustache, man. That was yep. their that was their selling point for that guy. Yeah, but he came off that plane that time dressed in that 70s leisure suit, man, and it was on. Everyone was like, holy shit. But the problem is sometimes with that is people people mistake the 
look, the identity, the markability, all that stuff stuff with uh, uh, success. Your and it's talent, like, this yeah. guy ain't that great. No. I mean, you, you, you may want him, but I don't know. Um, it, it'll be interesting. It, it is, it is, Jacksonville's always the funniest one because it's like, God damn, dude, we were, the Texans were terrible last year. Yeah. Still able to beat Jacksonville twice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they just always are, it's, it's, when they do beat the Texans, it's always frustrating. You're like, how the fuck did you let Jacksonville do this? I'm trying to think of any other NFL stuff happened in the last two weeks. I, there was that crazy, the the Philly Dolphins trade I know was a big talk, but I didn't do any research yeah. into it. They it seemed like they just traded a bunch of draft picks, bunch with of picks, each other. yeah. It, it and um, I I don't know. There's it, listen for as much as NFL fans hate him, I've got to give up some some credit to Roger Goodell on something mm-hmm. uh, here years ago. When he first took over, he said that he was going to make the NFL a year-round uh, event and a billion-dollar company. Yeah, uh, he has done both. I, I started looking at how they, of course, a billion-dollar company was fairly easy in today's world, apparently. Oh yeah. Um, but you, um, if you look at um, the way they have set up. Trade deadlines, free agency deadlines, uh, the draft. Uh, then you go into uh, preseason. You go into um, and then the actual season. And then there's deadlines within in between all those for certain things. Yeah, they have literally turned. I mean, here we are. The season's been over since February, and we're still talking NFL football because of the way they have set this up. To be a year-round sport, yeah, you know, you get into the off season because now, uh, you know, who did they pick up? Well, let's strategize on that. Let's talk, you know, and that's it's it's really cool. I and I have to give it up. He did it. He 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 turned it into a year-round sport. It's pretty amazing. Well, and the other thing is too is it. it I feel like it's simply sixteen games, and it's yeah. you you get one a week. Yeah, uh, for your team, of yep. course. But you, you know, you get one a week, and and it's yep. uh, people look forward to it. It's uh, even people that don't watch football will sometimes like you know when we were doing mics and stuff, still would come yep. up be like, Jesus Christ, I saw that. That was crazy. You know, like yeah. you'd be talking football. Oh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that. That was nuts. It's like it is interesting the way he was able to do all that. I I kind of wonder what the hate is with him because my. My fandom again for the sport is uh, the Texans, right? And then I like watching incredible players. That's how I do it. So I don't pay attention until we started the show. I never really paid attention to off-season stuff, anything mm. like that. Is it is it strictly the way he handled a couple things? I mean, yeah. like again, it boils down the to, Ray Rice thing. That was a yeah. huge fuck up. Like, is yeah. is it stuff like that that it's makes stuff them like go, that? Yeah, people look at well, he handled this controversy wrong or he he did this with uh, whatever and it, it, and i know the i know the pay, i know i know he had such it seems like he was so contentious with the patriots anytime yeah. they would fuck up which yeah. kind of makes sense as to how you set up to be a villain when the most successful team yeah. in possibly the entire nfl in what decades and, and you're going after them all the time you know i could see why 
people wouldn't like him. I just never have understood the the visceral hate people yeah. have towards I this think guy. It, it, I think what it boils down to is, is uh, it's a uh, Vince McMahon syndrome. You 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 know it's you don't have any real reason to hate Vince McMahon, but you do. Right. You know, it's just he's the rich guy at the top of it, and he's in charge, and you're going to find reasons to always hate that guy. Yeah. You know, and it's it. You know, from Vince McMahon to Roger Goodell to whoever the fuck commissioner of baseball these days. Uh, used to that used to be a huge one. Everyone hated the commissioner of baseball. Well, I can understand yeah. that by I mean yeah. Jesus Christ lockouts and everything like that. Well, it's, that and also God damn it, let Pete Rose into the Hall right. of Fame. Yeah, that has been the biggest thing. And it, what kills me is is the majority of baseball fans when they're polled. At least seventy five percent usually answer yes. Let him in the hall. This is ridiculous. It takes he bet he never bet on his own team, and and he yeah, I'm going on a tangent here. No, but you're it's, fine. But it's it's uh, he never bet on his own team. He never tanked a game so that he could win a bet. Yeah. He he just made some sports bets and he was a great player his record as a manager and player uh he should have been in the hall first ballot yeah and so uh that's been one of them lifetime ban things that i think should have been rescinded years ago but that that is that is crazy to me that that happened when i was a little kid and they have uh it's still something that people if you ask them why they don't like the commissioner of baseball, which has been like three commissioners of baseball since then, yeah, they won't let Pete Rose in the hall, dude. I guarantee you, and it it'll it'll be shitty, but I guarantee you they'll go with it. They'll put him in after he dies. After he like dies, the day yeah. after he dies, and that's going to be in. what pisses me off because they could have given it to him while he was still alive. They should, if you're a great yeah. player, man, you should get yeah. in. Especially too, I think. I mean, aren't they considering putting steroid dudes in with asterisks? It's like, yeah, dude, this dude just bet like that was the problem. You know, who, you know what uh, league and the commissioners don't really get a lot of hate, or at least I haven't seen yeah. it really hear about it or anything is the nba the nba yeah. always has i know that uh what was his name it was something stern that was the guy before this guy adam silver is the yeah. new uh commissioner uh, i think the only like real hate he ever got was there was it was like maybe 10 years ago or something they they wanted to where was chris paul Chris Paul was on a team, and they wanted to trade him to L.A., mm -hmm. and they completely, like, he blocked it. They he was like, no, trade. like, yeah. we're not doing that, which the irony now is you look at how many people, like, yeah. transition into this, because, for instance, like, Brooklyn, Brooklyn now has just stacked their team. Yeah. It's crazy. They picked up uh, Blake Griffin, which everyone knew about, Um uh, there's another one. DeAndre Jordan from the Spurs, I think, was their big one. Nope, that wasn't it. Yeah, it's DeAndre Jordan. There's another guy from the Spurs. I can't remember his fucking name. I'll see if yeah. I can find it really quick through uh, Instagram. But, dude, they've literally set up like they're going to be the dudes. Like, they are going to be in it at the end. You all right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm fine. I just had to. You need to stand? Re re readjust. I'm surprised you were sitting. That's yeah. why I looked at you at first like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Um, 
I guess it doesn't matter. The guy, uh, you know, they, they're like officially just stacking up their team. Yeah. What's crazy, though, I think Detroit is still ahead of it. I pulled up the standings. Um, but L.A., L.A. is in a bit of trouble now. Yeah. They they don't have Paul George. Is it Paul George? <laughs> no, Paul George, I think, plays for the Clippers. Fuck. Anthony Davis. I Anthony think Anthony Davis, Davis yeah. was injured. And then LeBron went down. Which I don't know if yeah, LeBron's no LeBron went down. I don't know if LeBron's ever been injured. I, I was yeah. trying to think back. I I don't know if he has been. I would assume he has, but yeah. yeah, so he went down. So now they're you know, they still have a team and I think they're still doing things, but they're yeah. not doing great. Okay, so Brooklyn finally is on top of the East. It only took ninety five great players in the league right. to go there, but they finally got there. Philly is right behind them. They're just one game down yeah. from them. So Brooklyn has thirty four wins, fifteen losses. Philly thirty three and fifteen. So yeah. Really they just need to play another game. And then uh Milwaukee of course is right behind them at third. Interesting one, Charlotte number four. But Charlotte uh uh what's the kid's name? Lamello, the the yeah, the ball kid yeah, that came ball. out and yeah. was just fucking killing it. He got injured, so mm. now he's out. So who knows how long Charlotte will stay up there? I know the playoffs are. I think it's coming up pretty quick because yeah. usually after March Madness starts, like I think it's like a month and a half of playoff basketball, which yeah, is fun for a little bit. But then it's yeah. like, come on, man, <laughs> let's fucking wrap it up. Like, how's the NCAA beating you on this? Yeah. Miami number five, New York Knicks number six, which yeah. is cool. I think you need the New York Knicks to be good in the NBA. Right. It's that classic, iconic logo. It's the yeah. real New York team. Um, and it's good for them. And plus, it's in the East. It ain't in my division, so I really don't care on these sides. Uh, Atlanta is at number seven, and Boston at number eight. Um, Indiana looks like they could squeak up there, and then the rest are kind of a wash. Toronto really took a big hit. Yeah. Toronto was one of those teams that is like, oh, they could be something, and then they're just not anymore. They're back yeah. to being the Toronto Raptors of old. Um, and, of course, Washington can't pull it together, and then you got Orlando, Cleveland, Detroit. Um, in the West uh, Western Conference, you got Utah, big lead ahead of everyone at number one, and then you yeah. got Phoenix at number two, which is pretty interesting because – consistently over the years, Utah has been in it, for sure. Yeah. They're always like a number eight seed or six seed. It's ne They never really break that top three. And then um, the Suns, they've been bad. I mean, they've been terrible, and now they've just made this great turnaround. Yeah. Um, then you got the Clippers at number three, L.A. at number – or the Lakers at number four, Denver number five, Portland at number six and holding a strong number six. Portland's another one. It's always like the eighth seed. They're not really getting anywhere. Yeah. Um, Dallas has been so up and down this season. Yeah. I mean, they've been doing They great, really have. And yeah. then they've been going down. Yeah. And Luka, apparently his new trip – well, hang on. You got Dallas at number seven. You got San Antonio at number eight. And then Memphis is still in the hunt. Golden State's still in the hunt. Um, Sacramento, I guess, is still in the hunt, kind of. But then you got New Orleans – they're not going to make it. OKC, they're not going to make it. Houston, 13 and 34. It's safe to say they're out. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, Minnesota, they're out. Yeah. Uh, Is Minnesota actually doing worse than? <laughs> they're, well, 
let's put it this way. Houston is 13 and 34. Minnesota is 12 and 36. Yeah. <laughs> so they're still in the hunt to not be in last place. Right. Yeah. Um, anyway, going back to Luca, dude, Luca, he fucking, he's developed a new, a new like trick, I guess you would call it, of mm. the, he drives in. And he looks like he's going to shoot, and then he throw he passes the ball behind him, no look, and it, yeah. uh, there's always a player there, and they always make a three. <laughs> it's Luca is going to be like he really deserves a lot. He to yeah. me should arguably be up there as the face of the NBA. He still to me is not getting yeah. enough recognition. Yeah, um, and it's also so interesting. Like, I hope he's one of those guys that like. Came in with Dallas, he'll stay with Dallas. Like, I yeah. hope he doesn't move around. Yeah. Um, but it, he's so fascinating to watch. He's just right. amazing at basketball. He's It's crazy how good he is. Um, there was one more. Oh, the Heat. The Heat jumped on this big. Because I think the trade deadline must have ended a, maybe last week. So, all these teams were just fucking trading back and forth and mm-hmm. everything like that. And then um, what sucks is uh, Oladipo for Houston, like, they were like, hey, man, we'll give you a deal. And he was like, no, thanks. Yeah. And then he went to the heat. Yeah. Like, God damn, <laughs> man. This sucks. So I guess Houston Rockets are getting – I hope it's not an era of shit. Like, I hope yeah. it's not going to be this dark era that – the Kings have been in, you know, Sacramento's been in, that the Phoenix Suns have been in. Like, I really hope it's not. Like, Minnesota has been in forever. You know, like, Minnesota's arguably always the worst fucking team because it seems like they're, they're almost like a, uh, like we were talking about earlier, like the Dolphins, Detroit, uh, or, you know, Detroit Lions. Like, put some fucking investment into your goddamn team. Right. You know? Yeah. They arguably had... One of the best players at the time, and Kevin Garnett, he was with them forever, and then finally was like, "I can't fucking do this anymore. You guys are literally not helping me at all." Right. Goes to Boston, wins fucking like what two, three rings, something like yeah. that. It's crazy, but they're coming. They're coming in close. Um, or the NBA is coming close to an end on this one. So, um, that's when I really do start paying attention more. Like it's yeah. playoffs. That's when I got it. Real quick before we get out of here, UFC news. Fucking Stipe Miocic fucking finally went down to Francis Ngannou. Fucking. Yeah. I don't, have you ever seen who Francis Ngannou is? Mm-mm. He's a monster. He yeah. is a fucking monster. And they fought once before, arguably the most boring heavyweight fight of all time. Yeah. Because they're, you know, they're, spa- they're, they're going back and forth. The first first one. They're going back and forth. Stipe gets Francis on the ground, and Francis has no ground game literally at all. It'd be like if me and you tried to figure out jujitsu in this room, we would have no clue what we're doing. And it was so obvious with him. It was five rounds of him laying on the ground and, like, nothing. There was no action. Yeah. Well, apparently Francis learned a ground game. Like, because he was ready, and he's a fucking mon- – he's a huge monster. Yeah. Dude, and I'll show you a picture of him here in a second. He's – but, man, second round, dude, Stipe, he's just out. Yeah. I mean, he, he took some huge hits, but fuck this uh, this knockout. And it sucks, dude. Stipe's a great fucking 
he's the guy you want in the heavyweight division as your champ. He's a fucking, first off, he's a hell of a fighter. Uh, he got caught one time by DC and then came back and won the belt. He's a firefighter. Like, that's his job. He's yeah. not a UFC fighter. He's a firefighter, first and foremost, it seems like. Mm. Fucking just all-around great guy coming out of Cleveland. I think, like, of course, there's these weird stories of, like, I helped deliver my own child and, like, all this bullshit. Right. And so it sucks. But Francis is – it was really an interesting one because I didn't know much about Francis. Then I heard him on Joe Rogan and, like, his path to basically getting to America. It, and you're just like – Oh, can y'all just have a hug off? Like, I don't want to see you fight. Right. You know? yeah. <laughs> like, guys are so nice. But now that makes three, what's crazy is that makes three African champions. You got Kamaru yeah. Usman, you have uh, Israel Adesanya, and now you have Francis Ngannou. Yeah. And they, dude, Usman and uh, Izzy had been calling it. Like, I'm telling you, Africa's where it's going to be. Like, yeah. we're going to get, it was a Brazilians for a little bit. It's going to be fucking African fighters coming over here and wrecking. Yeah. And it's true, man. They're fucking vi – all three of those guys are just fucking tough as nails, vicious as shit. Yeah. It's going to be very interesting. Um, they're holding – they're having – I think Jacksonville is going to be the first full-capacity fight they're going to do. Now Houston is going to do it. Yeah. And I can't wait because I'm going. Awesome. I'm not. I'm not going. Okay. I really want to, but I'm not going. <laughs> but I figured you'd like this. I was I was looking into tickets, but then you know you didn't want to record a podcast. You threw yourself off a roof. It was a little. Yeah, I don't know if thing. we can get down there. But uh, your guy Michael Chandler is going to be headlining. I think for the title. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, and then oh, this is what pisses me off. I want to go so bad. Leon Edwards versus Nate fucking Diaz. I yeah. want to go so fucking bad just to see Nate <laughs> Diaz fight in person. I've never been to a UFC yeah. fight. Never been to a boxing match live. Yeah. But fuck, I can't wait for that. I yeah. love Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz is the fucking shit. I just love yeah. his rebellious fucking... Fuck you. I don't even put me in the top ten. I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah. I'll fight anybody. Uh, I'll fight yeah. anybody in the world. It's going to be so much fun. I can't fucking wait. Um... And, of course, all of it, dude, if Nate Diaz is in it, I'll be talking about it. I'll be watching every fucking press conference, everything. He, yeah. he is a bit of a moron. But, holy shit, you want to talk about tough. This motherfucker wrecks. Yep. I, I can't wait. It's going to be a lot of fun. I may actually try. Like, I really am going to be looking into possibly getting tickets at, like, the last yeah. minute. Hopefully. We'll, we'll, oh, oh, I want to go so bad. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well... Nice. That's the end of another one. Yep. Uh, uh, any announcements for you, Jack? Uh, we just canceled my comedy website. <laughs> oh, nice, nice. <laughs> so, no. No, we'll be doing um, – I'll be bringing back the Debate That Live show at Buzzmill. Yeah. Third weekend of April, Saturday, midnight. Drink you some, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Drink you some coffee because <laughs> – you're gonna be up all night. It yeah. will be, um, I believe, it's the seventeenth. I need to uh, reconfirm yeah. with Raymond, but I believe it's gonna be April seventeenth, okay. which is coming up fucking quick. Yeah. Um. But yeah, we'll be doing that, and um, I'm looking at getting back out next week to start doing stand up shit. So hopefully, we'll get that cooking, and then hopefully yeah. some shit will actually start happening. That'll be awesome. 
Well, as for me, I'm just going to go pop more painkillers and be in recovery <laughs> for a little guy. while. So, uh, hey, y'all take care of each other out there. Love each other. Bye. Bye. <laughs>